listening to the Right Talk Wednesday podcast, made from the video stream, which happens every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Central on both YouTube and Twitch. If you'd like to watch the actual live stream, you may do so by visiting musecharmer.com and going to the Right Talk Wednesday show page. You can also find archives of the show on YouTube under the live tab. Enjoy. Welcome to Right Talk Wednesday. We were had a little hiatus, so we are back from hiatus and ready to interview authors. If you want to be interviewed, just head over to musecharmer.com and click on Be a Guest. I am here today with Casey. Sorry, I just had a brain hiccup. Casey Walker, sorry. <laughs> and we were just talking. I was giving my usual disclaimer about the office cat. So if you see something weird happen with the camera, it is the cat's fault. And we were talking about animals. And today we're going to talk about her writing. She writes Cozy Mysteries. You can see her book this way old-fashioned murder and it features her rescue dog kit and i'm sure we'll talk about kit just a little bit as well we have to since we share a name so <laughs> welcome thank you so much for being here thank you thanks so much well your biography is on our website so i won't repeat it verbatim but i just want to say i really loved the fact that you were like you know there should be a way for, you know, your pet or your companion to earn his kibbles. I mean, I, who hasn't had that thought is, <laughs> I know I have as a writer. Right. They're, they're just freeloaders. They just, <laughs> they won't do it. They'll get away with anything. <laughs> the technologist in me says they are adequately, adequately compensated for the user experience they provide. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's very true. <laughs> Well, great. Well, can you tell our um, listeners as well as our viewers just a little bit about yourself? Well, I live in Southern California. I'm about three miles from Disneyland. And uh, my daughter works for Disney for actually ABC Studios. So it's kind of convenient. But um, I've lived here pretty much all my life. I um, lived in Philadelphia area for a while. And in my former careers because I was a serial careerist I think <laughs> I'm not sure that's a word I know it's not but I used to travel around the country around Canada and I sold um I sold a million dollar environmental monitoring equipment I sold pressure gauges and and valves and all I mean I just and then uh I also was a finance analyst for a while and and a bunch of other things in the last 10 years I sold cars because it you know because sometimes you just got to do what you got to do and then I went into serious burnout because the car business is uh is kind of rough and uh so I just said I have to retire I can't afford to but I have to retire and and uh that was at the end of 2019 I thought I'll take a few months off and then I'll you know, get a part-time job, you know, around, around March or April of 2020, right? So, um, so here I was, you know, stuck in my place and I had three, three books published, the, the bridal shop cozy mystery. And I wasn't sure what to do next or what I wanted to do next. 
And I thought, well, I'll write a fourth book and that'll be easy, but it wasn't. Um, we all, we all have those books that we wrestle with sometimes. And, and then I just, I got together with a bunch of writers. I started inviting writers to sprint with me and, and just getting together and talking about writing and publishing and marketing and everything. And, and we just, and, and then things kind of took off and now I have 15 books. So in three different series and that the tea, the haunted tea rooms are the ones that are selling the best, but the, but the ones, as you mentioned, with little Kit on the cover. She's so cute. Um, th those are the dearest to my heart. Oh, certainly, certainly. I um, I kind of pivoted in my own writing about that time. And I was like, I was burnt out like you. I was like, I've got to do something. And so I started writing horse stories. Oh. And I'm like, I mean, and I write oh. fan fantasy and I write contemporary ones but yeah I was like I've got to I've got to write something that's near and dear to my heart I can't just keep turning out these books and yeah it's it's been great it, I think it's the best thing a writer can do is to find some way to follow their heart yeah definitely it's it's you know it's a push and pull because it's not always the, it's not always those books that are making you money but those are the ones that fuel your creative well definitely Exactly. Well, I wanted to start by talking a bit about cozy mysteries. It's a genre that I've been very interested in. Um, and so I've been wondering, you know, how do you define a cozy mystery or what's a cozy mystery to you? Yeah, whenever somebody asks me, I just tell them to think of Murder, She Wrote, right? It's got, it's um, got an amateur sleuth. It's very, it just has cozy vibes, you know, but it's always a small town. You know how Cabot Cove is very isolated mm -hmm. and, a, and a, a limited cast of characters. Um, there's generally no gore, no violence, no, you know, no trigger warnings or trigger warnings are rarely needed for a cozy mystery. And, and the sex, if there's any, there's, there's rarely any sex, but if there is, it's closed door. And the romance, there's a lot of times a light romance, um, but it's generally a um, slow burn or it goes over several books. So there's not a, it's not that ha happy ever after. The murder gets solved in every book, but but those romance threads can kind of go go through the um, several several books. Yeah. Okay, that that's great. That's really helpful. Do they have to be murders? Because to me, I feel like, you know, especially I grew up in a small town about 700 people and I'm like, you know, that <laughs> if, if you if you get to if you get to go in with a series, that's a lot of, you know, murder for a small town. <laughs> well, you don't think about it until you start writing it that you you're killing one or killing one or two people die <laughs> in each book. Sometimes, you know, occasionally three, but uh, and then and then also somebody goes to jail. So, so one of your, so you lose two, two to four characters every book. So I, I didn't realize that when I was starting out. So I'm like, oh my God. So I'm like, okay, we'll have a bridal party come in. Right. So you get, you get creative and, and uh, in the tea room mystery, I have her after um, book six, she starts traveling to other places um, to uh, because th these ghosts kind of come to her and go, hey, you, I need you to solve my my murder. So she gets drawn into all kinds of things. So there you kind of on those long series, 
Yeah, it kind of, it, it, it's a little bit of a challenge. <laughs> and, oh, you said, like, does it have to be a murder? The latest Tea Room um, book was not a murder. But generally, if from a writing standpoint, it's very hard to maintain a mystery that, that has enough stakes, right? Murder has those, the stakes are just built in, right? It's, it's you know, it's, it's life or death, literally. Um, so it's really hard. Um, I wrote old fashioned murder was not a murder when I first wrote it. It wasn't called old fashioned murder, of course, because <laughs> it didn't have. but um, I, I, it had a sort of this kidnapping that happened and I, and I, I got to like 30,000 words. And I'm like, I just can't, there wasn't enough story. So, you know, so I killed someone. So, <laughs> and then, and then it just, yeah. And then everything flowed, everything worked that way. Yeah. That's a, that's a, that's an excellent point. I read one. Oh goodness. A few years ago. And it was like, somebody stole her granny's cookie recipe or something. And I was like, well, you know, that's, and, and it made sense. It was a bakery type setting. And mm -hmm. I was like, okay, that makes sense from, you know, not being a murder. That's a little softer yeah. romance or not romance, but mystery. But I was like, you know, still, I was like, that seems kind of weird though, that, you know, somebody stole a cookie recipe and all of a sudden, you know, everybody's all a flutter over it. There's actually somebody does steal a cookie recipe and um, I, I wrote a story. So, you know how we write stories to, to kind of lure in our, uh, I think of it like, see, do you, do you have C's candy where you are? C's candy? No, no, we don't. <laughs> you walk into a C's candy and they are hand you a candy. They hand you oh. a chocolate and you're like, Oh, there's a reason they do that because then you're like, Ooh, and you got the taste of chocolate. So we do that with our stories. You know, we write a story or novella. So um, a story or novella and people kind of expect them more to be a little, a little lighter, not so serious. Right. But yeah, for, for an entire, for an entire um, 60,000 word novel, it's, it's a little, you know 200 200 or 250 pages just yeah they still haven't found that cookie recipe <laughs> it, remi it reminds me and i can say it here because we're talking about mysteries but there's a commercial on tv for life insurance and it's supposed to be very serious and you know people pass away and you're dealing with life insurance but um the the one character says something like, I still can't believe we lost mom. And the other character says, Well, have you looked in the filing cabinet? And it just cry yeah, it just cracks me up. And I can see that and that that to me is like the cookie recipe. You, you know, it's like, Well, have you looked in the filing cabinet for the cookie recipe? <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I i feel like i feel like commercials like that there's a couple of them and my husband and i are both writers and so it's like we we we, we kind of dissect the words and i'm like i'm wondering if that one was written by ai that didn't quite realize how that sounds <laughs> you do wonder sometimes these days it's hard it's hard yeah. to know it is. Well, your books are 100% human written, and we could actually say 
dog written because kids <laughs> in them. So let's, yes. let's, you know, let's talk about, let's talk about your, your little pupper there. You showed him to me. Um, looks like, and I'm not quite a dog person, but it looks like maybe a small breed, like a Pekingese or. She's, uh, I, I had laughed at people who got their dog's DNA done. Right. And then, and then I, I had her because people are always asking, what is she? Because she, it's very hard to pin it down. Mm -hmm. So, um, so I, they had a sale, so I got the DNA and I, she's, um, I call her Chapucci. She's a Chihuahua, mostly Chihuahua, Poodle, Shih Tzu, and then I think something like Lotso Hopso or something down. So a lot of little, little dogs, but yeah, she has, she looks a lot like a long haired Chihuahua. So I think that's the main. Yeah. 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 A lot of the dogs on the puppy bowl this year were Chihuahua mixes. I noticed there was a lot of them. I was like, "Wow, wow!" They're they're smart dogs. They are. My aunt has a Chihuahua poodle mix, and uh, very smart. <laughs> so, how long has Kit been in your life? Is 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 Kit? Sounds like Kit's a rescue. It is a rescue. I got her when I, you know, when we were in lockdown, it took me a long time to find because people weren't, you couldn't get in even to see any dogs. And I persisted and, um, and found her. Um, and I got her in April of 2020. And then I found out that she needed surgery because she had been hit by a car before I got her. Mm -hmm. No, it's just like, um, and never had, you know, never had been really taking, gotten the care that she needed. So, um, so we got her, you know, surgery. She had a, a dislocated hip and a fractured pelvis, but most of that had, had healed, but um, she had the surgery she needed. And now she's just, she's the happiest little, little girl. She's just, she makes friends with all the neighbors. She can, she can have she can have a meal. She can leave the house. She stops at all the neighbors and gets treats. <laughs> one time, one time there was literally four neighbors that she got treats on one on one walk. <laughs> oh goodness! <laughs> yeah, she's a charmer. I bet. Yeah. So, what role does does she play in the in the mystery? Does she find clues? Does she? Yeah, she does. She's always very in the first in the first one she finds a um she finds someone who's um been injured and then she finds a body and then she attacks um the murderer. <laughs> so she's very involved. The second one, which is Hair of the Dog, the entire plot um revolves around her secret backstory i'm not going to reveal anything because it's very it's very hush hush <laughs> her um not the real kit but the the um the fictional kit has she could she's just a little bit she's special she's like a, a um a a um like a stunt dog and the and the mm -hmm. main character is a stunt performer as for the studios a stunt double so the dog is as well. And we, and then, so in Hair of the Dog, we find out about her backstory and why she can run like the devil and why she's can, can jump this high and all these things. So it, it was, that was really fun to, to write. 
It sounds like it. And it sounds fascinating. I noticed that, that your, your main character was a stunt person. And I thought, well, how unique is that you mentioned your, your daughter works for ABC Disney is, have you, have you been around that or just being in California? It's kind of in the air. Or? I just follow a lot of like, I'm fascinated by people who are agile because I'm not. <laughs> and um, the people I started watching people, following people who do parkour, which is that kind of, um, it, it comes from, I think, military obstacle training where you, you run as fast as you can and oh, jump over things and leap over things. Parkour makes it, or, or actually parkour is the really strict kind. And then they have free running, which is you throw in like flips and, and, and kind of showy things as well. And you follow wow. people on Instagram or watch videos of them. And they're just so, they're just amazing. They're like, they're like superheroes, but they're just people. So it's, I just, I love to watch them. And, and I started to get the idea of who I wanted for my next series as a main character. And so she just came to me, she just came to me this, I mean, she's got a mouth. She doesn't, she's been through a lot, but. This is wit. I don't know why I rhymed them, but wit and kit. <laughs> and then the grandmother, Bobby, the grandmother's quite a hoot. Um, yeah. So it was just sounded like fun. And and I get to have her like she'll jump off of buildings or climb up buildings or swing from a tree. And, and it's it's just all really, really fun to write and hopefully to read, too. <laughs> I'm sure it is. It sounds fun. And I think it helps too when you have a character that you can put in those situations and have them kind of use their abilities and show off their abilities. Um, I, my fantasy has magic in it. So that's kind of where, where I put that in. I write a lot of people yeah. like me who, yeah, can't, can't run or jump or anything, but um, yeah, that seems so fascinating to read and write. Um so you said you got three series out. You've got the bridal shop, mm -hmm. um, kitten wit series, and the tea house. Mm -hmm. Can you tell us a little bit about the bridal shop? Yeah, the bridal shop was my first series, and I had been reading cozy mysteries. I, I love telling this, but I was with a friend that I was working with, and she was reading this book, and I go, "Oh, what you read?" And she goes, and she told me, and she goes. Um, it's a mystery and it's got recipes. And I'm like, excuse me, it's got recipes. What? <laughs> like books, novels do not have recipes. And so I was fascinated and I started reading the genre. They don't all have recipes, but the, that one, that was Joanne Fluke and she's huge in the cozy world. But I started thinking about who I wanted for my main character or actually it was the hook because it's all in in st straight cozies it's all about the hook you got a bakery you got a you got a um a cafe you got a bed and breakfast all these kinds of hobby knitting crocheting um so i wanted something unique but but not too strange i almost went for a um a cheese shop. And then I, for years I was like, Oh, thank God I didn't do the cheese shop. And there's now a cheese shop cozy mystery. So somebody else, somebody else went with that idea. They picked it up from the discards, 
Um, no, I'm sure it's wonderful. Uh, <laughs> but I was, um, there's an area of Newport Beach called Corona Del Mar, and it's just this lovely little town, and there's little shops and everything. And I thought I had been sewing for years since I was a kid. And, and I also made my daughter's wedding gown. So I thought, well, that, that, um, that qualifies me <laughs> to write about a bridal shop. And um, I, I had never, I'd been in one bridal shop and I still, I still have been in one bridal shop, <laughs> but you, there's a lot you can find on, on, um, on, online, you know, you can see pictures and you can see layouts and you can learn all the, you know, a lot of the details and things. And apparently it's people believe <laughs> I know what I'm talking about. And it was just, it's, it's lovely because it's just, it's all about the relationships and, and the main character, I was told that she was too bland or vanilla or whatever. And I'm like, that's okay because it's all about the people around her. I think of Mary Tyler Moore. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She's really comedic, but you watch that show and she's kind of the same, the, the, I was going to say same, but the straight person. Right. And then there's all these characters around her, but you need that anchor of that, that seemingly normal person. So Max is my main character and she's very, um, she's just very sweet and kind of innocent. And, and, and her sidekick is Keiko, who's this half Japanese young woman who has, was, um, raised by her mother is um is a white woman and so she was raised by a white woman so it, it kind of i always put things from my experience you know even if i never had a bridal shop or i never was a stunt performer but um my daughter is a person of color and being raised by a white woman a single white woman you see how how clueless you can be as as a as a mom who doesn't see what, how the world sees her beautiful daughter, you know? So Keiko sort of discovers her Japanese heritage and kind of embraces it. And that made her really fun. Like she loves anime and she loves just everything Japanese. And that's also my granddaughter loves everything Japanese. So that was, that was fun to write too. And then the, the, the knit pickers, knitting, knitting uh, store next door, that's one of the funs I have the fun things about is picking up picking um, names for the shops and things. I have um, in an old-fashioned murder, there's a restaurant and it's called Gastronome. And it's a gnome-themed restaurant and it's Wit's nightmare. Like whenever she's like, no, I'm never going back there again because everybody's got the pointed hats and it's yeah, so that's really fun to write. Oh, it's, it sounds, it sounds fun and it sounds very heartwarming. I mean, it just, it, it, it sounds like that there's a lot of love and a lot of care that goes into these stories. And, and that, that to me, um, is really the most important part. I, I think, you know, it's, it's kind of ironic. We're recording this on Valentine's day, but oh, yeah, yeah. I know. yeah, but the, um, but yeah, just, you know, I, I feel like as an author, if we love what we're doing, it's going to show in the writing and it's going to, it's going to show going forward. I do have to say, if you ever want to scare your bridal shop ladies, have somebody walk into the bridal shop 
And when they say, you know, oh, well, what are you going to wear to your wedding? Say, oh, I'm just going to wear this jeans and a t-shirt. <laughs> oh, I, I did that. I, I, I think I, I think I scarred some poor bridal shop worker. <laughs> I, I, I looked online. I wanted a veil. I was ah. like, so I walked in. I'm like, all I want is this veil. Well, what are you going to wear it with? I'm like this. And I'm wearing, you know, jeans and a big old science fiction t-shirt. And her eyes got that big. <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah. I have, actually, I have people that come in to this to the store and max is like a genius at mm -hmm. finding the right gown for everybody. And, um, and she also is really good at maneuvering for the, like the mother of the bride and, and kind of, you know, getting something that they're both, that they both fall in love with. And yeah, the one, the one, um, one wanted a black gown and she like had to negotiate with her, with her, um, with her husband to be that, um, she could wear, and I forget what the what the trade off was, but but she got her black black gown. So that sounds like that would be quite a talent to negotiate between a bride and the mother of the bride. I mean, I, yeah. I you know, I I've never had to deal with that personally, but it was just yeah, it's um, it sounds like that would be quite the talent to have. <laughs> but when we're when we're. That's the wonderful thing about writing is you can all of a sudden you have a talent, you know, you can just pull it out of somewhere in the back <laughs> of your mind or somewhere. And like, I love just, you almost play God, you know, like somebody's like, and you, you go, well, I'll just have them go there or I'll have them, you know, I'll have them leave town or I'll have them, I'll have her long lost uncle show up. And, and it's just, it's so much fun. It is with puppets. It is. Um, so this has been a lovely conversation, and I, I I get the feeling like we could talk for a really long time. <laughs> the but we are coming close to the end of our time here today. Um, I you sent me the Amazon link and the, the link to buy Old Fashioned Murder by Casey Walker. Let's let's hope we move some units here, as they say in the business. Um, the link is on our website for the show notes. Um, is your books are your books only on Amazon or are they wide? They are only on Amazon. I would love to be wide, but you know you have to make a financial decision, and and a lot of my readers are with Ku, so my mine are in Ku, and and Amazon has us by the by the <laughs> hair. So we're kind of we have to make that choice, that devil's bargain. Um, so yeah, they're in in on Amazon and Ku, and the the paperbacks are wherever wherever paperbacks are sold. <laughs> that's that's great though, and um. You know, I'll, you know, I'll make sure I'll add that to the show notes that they're in Kindle Unlimited because, you know, I do know that there there are um, readers who look for that. So, and and I think there are certain genres that lend themselves to that as well, too. So. Very true. Great. Um, so your links and everything are in the show notes, but um, for those who would be listening to the podcast of this, where can our listeners and viewers find out more about you and your books? If you go to karensuewalker.com, that's karensuewalker.com, all spelled the the typical way. <laughs> and uh, and there's links to all my books, the Karen Sue Walker books, the Casey Walker books. 
there's um, a place to sign up for my um, weekly, mostly weekly um, newsletter or email with, and I just, I have fun with my, with my emails. So I really enjoy sharing things with my readers and, and sales and bonuses and giveaways and things like that. Yeah. Well, wonderful. And I do want to encourage our listeners and viewers to sign up for that newsletter. That is so important these days for keeping up with your favorite authors, making sure you don't miss out on any books or as, you know, as Casey said, any, you know, sales or anything like that. And I guess this is my cue because here comes the cat. So <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much for being here this evening. I've oh, had a lovely you. time talking and, um, you know, <laughs> Hopefully when you, when you got a new book out, let us know and we'll go ahead and spread the word. Thank you so much. It was such a pleasure. It was great. Thank you. Okay. Take care. You too. Bye. You've been listening to the Right Talk Wednesday podcast taken from the live streams hosted on Twitch and YouTube every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Central. The music you're hearing is Light It Up from Purple Planet Music. Learn more at purple-planet.com. To subscribe to our show, to subscribe to this podcast at any of your favorite outlets, please visit musecharmer.com. You can subscribe to a feed of all shows or just the Right Talk Wednesday show. Either way, we appreciate your support. Don't forget to like and follow us on Twitch, YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram. And if you are so moved, we would love it if you would go to our Ko-fi and drop us a little donation. The links are in the footer at newscharmer.com. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll talk to you next time.